Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. Cue the Britney Spears because, oops, the Ticats did it again. As in blow another second half lead, the Fifth Quarter Podcast starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening to it on 900 CHML. Watching it on CHML's Facebook page, online, 900CHML.com, perhaps even on the Radio Player Canada app. Wherever you are tuning in, glad to have you on on board once again it may sound a little hoarse that's because we were all doing a little bit of screaming tonight weren't we weren't we only yelling at the tv and the radio thinking not again not again well yes again for the umpteenth time in 2022 the tiger cats blow a halftime lead and have a poor performance in both the third and the fourth quarter so hopefully your voice isn't as hoarse as mine. You can save me here on the fifth quarter. 34-20, the final score. Toronto beating Hamilton tonight. They outscored the Tiger Cats. They, being the Argos, outscored the Tiger Cats 28-6 to in the second half. The Tiger Cats this season in the fourth quarter have been outscored 98-29. And in the third quarter, 47-29. So quick arithmetic means Hamilton has been outscored in the second half this season, 145-58. to That is horrible. That's through eight games. They're now 2-6. and six. Argos 4-3. and three. And this four-game series in the next five weeks could not have started on a worse note. Because not only did the Ticats lose the game, they also lost one of their key players in Braylon Addison, who... It didn't look good. Whether it's an Achilles or an ankle, it looks like a long-term injury and hopefully not a season-ending injury, but it might just turn out to be that way. Okay, quick thoughts from me before I get your thoughts. I thought Hamilton dominated the first quarter and if not the first half. On offense, certainly on defense, they had the field position battle one, They should have scored a few more points than just 14. But, uh, listen, it is what it is. They were dominating the line of scrimmage. Toronto had no run game. Hamilton's run game suddenly with Don Jackson had come alive. The offensive play calling was creative. But this team was poor in the third and fourth quarters. Questionable play calling. Too many times trying to stretch the field when it was unnecessary this was an opportunity lost and speaking of lost you know you lose Braylon Addison you might lose Anthony Federico who's one of those guys on special teams you count on each and every week Mike Jones went down with an injury Sean Thomas Erlington went down a couple of times got up off the mat both times so nice to see that this was a big thumbs down big thumbs down my player of the game tonight, Don Jackson. He had his best game in a Ticats uniform this season without question. Ten carries for 47 yards, and he had eight receptions for 67 and a TD. Don, and, heck, had a great breakdance in the end zone after his touchdown. Don Jackson, my player 
of the game. We're all going to vote for our player of the game. We will have a fifth quarter fan of the night. We'll also bring you the EHR 4K worthy big play of the game. We've got at least a couple of options to run with in that regard. 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email your thoughts to me. Rick at 900chml.com is the email address. We're also live on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in there. Or head over to the Twitterverse at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Let's start. Oh my gosh, look at these phone lines. Hokey Dinah. Uh, Dave in Burlington is first off the hop. Dave, good evening. Welcome to the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick, how are you today? I am not not well. This was, you know, started out well, but uh, just went down the toilet. Yeah, just, just a few comments. I, you know, our defense gave up 20 points tonight, which is you should win in the CFL. I mean, we were a little bit soft on some coverages in the second half. But, I mean, ultimately, you know, even with the given the injuries, um, something has to give with our offensive play calling in the second half. I, I just don't see any adjustments being made. Um, and I really see a disconnect, I think, between Dane Evans and Tommy Kendall. Um You made a very excellent comment. You know, we had great – yardage on first down a lot of times in the second half. It's second and three. Second. And then when it's second and ten, we're throwing five-yard passes. I mean, I really think Coach O's going to have to make a tough decision. I don't think Harvey Jones was brought in just to be a consultant. Like, I'm not... I've never been a fan of Tommy Condell. I've called in many times to the show. I think he's a... I just don't think he's a very good offensive coordinator. Um, that, that, that's my point. And my second point, and I blame this on Coach O, is the composition of, of, the, of their lineup. I mean, we're dressing seven or eight defensive linemen in games, and maybe it's because of, of, of who's available, but how can you go into a CFL game with one backup receiver? It, it makes no sense to me. You know, uh, we've got Malik Carney playing special teams. He's an American defensive lineman, and we don't have a backup American receiver. You know, there, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I, 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 that to me is on Coach O. I'm not happy with that at all. I know at the last home game, there was eight defensive linemen played. I'm going to ask you, Rick, when was the last time you've seen a CFL team dress eight with four defensive tackles on their lineup? It just doesn't happen. You have to have players that can impact the game as backups. You know what I mean? Because people are going to get hurt, like we've seen with Braylon Addison. And we, we lose one receiver. Then Mike Jones goes down. We don't even have enough receivers to play football, yet we've got seven or eight defensive linemen. It doesn't make sense to me. They actually had nine D linemen tonight. It doesn't make nine. any sense, Code. It doesn't make any sense, Rick. It, it doesn't. Uh, you know, from a special team's perspective, I get having backup D linemen especially, because you're going to rotate those guys, right? Micah Johnson, Ted Laurent aren't going to play every down. I, You know, I get that. But having nine... And you have, you know, two receivers go down tonight. And the whole offense is shot. And that was it? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I, I agree having, like, you know, Federico and, and, and Ted Laurent playing. They can come in and play. But, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I, I don't get it unless there's more going on. More going on. It just doesn't make sense. Like, we've got one backup defense. Well, I guess we got two DBs backup, but one's our kick returner. But... I, I like I said, I just I think there's a disconnect between Dane Evans and Tommy Condell. And 
I've never been a fan, a coach, a fan of Condell, and like I just think he can't adjust. He just he can't like he has a game plan, and once it's done, it's done. Like he just does not make adjustments. What's worse too is their only healthy backup receiver now on the practice roster is David Unger, right? Like yeah. Poppy White's in the sixth game. We have Anthony Johnson in the sixth game. Turnowski's well, on the sixth game. Daniel Butler, right? And a big bust on our team has been Lamar Durant. I mean, I know he's just back, but he's had two or three weeks of full practice. Like, he's non-existent out there. And I'm sure we paid that guy a lot of money, too. A lot of money. Who is your player of the game tonight? Oh, I agree 100%. It has to be Don Jackson. I mean, uh, I think Dylan Wynn had a good game, too. Uh, defensive line. But, uh, you know, the Argos, it just shows the coaching differences Yargos went to a shorter passing game, getting the ball out of uh, Thompson's hands quickly and blitzing us on a consistent basis. And we just, the coaching staff, I don't know if it's the players, you know, Rick, or the, or, or the coaches, but we just cannot make adjustments in the second half. And sooner or later, I mean, someone's got to answer for that. Do you not agree? Totally. Uh, they have a guy in place who can take another guy's place, if you know what I mean. And I'm, I'm sure if this happens, I, I'm, I'm going to say it, one more game. And if this happens next week, there's going to be a change. I, I agree. You know, and uh, I, I agree. And no hard feelings towards Tommy Condell. I was never a fan of him when Ken Austin was here. But I think he's just a hard-headed guy. He does things one way, and he's not listening to his players. And I just think there's a big disconnect between him and Dane Evans right now. Appreciate the call, Dave. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Have a great weekend as well, Rick. That is Dave in Burlington. His exit leaves a line open for you to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Brian on Twitter writes, fire the three stooges running this amateur sauce team. Blue Star says time to get rid of Tommy Condell and replace him with Kahari Jones. That, I'm sure, is going to be a popular sentiment going forward. Uh, One more tweet before we get... Back to the phones. Val writes, all Cats games should be three quarters only. Player of the game, Tommy Condell, for being consistent every game in questionable to downright stupid play calls. Val, I get your point. I'll write down Tommy Condell with tongue firmly implanted in cheek. Uh, Email from Randy before we get back to the phones. Uh, Randy writes, good evening, Rick. It is a brutally hot night, and the Cats offensive coordinator could not arrange snow removal. How many games does it take for the offense to realize that poor red zone production equals the other team scoring loads of points? Dane Evans was missing throws all game, just a terrible performance. The offense stopped playing again in the second quarter, the same thing every game. The injuries are now a concern, especially at the receiving core. I hope Redlin Addison will recover quickly from his injury. Do they line up Schultz, or Schultz and Newman as wide receivers? I thought I saw some Argos cardboard cutout fans... My player of the game for the Cats would be Don Jackson, a notable running act performance on the 12-yard line in third and eight with 6.07 left. The Cats often stalled again. Where is the play calls? Brandon Banks, no catches till the fourth quarter. What kind of scheduling is the rematch of four times in six weeks? Two carting off injuries for the Cats, several more shakeups. I foresee the possibility of an all-West Grey Cup if the Tiger Cats continue to squander these leads. On embarrassing and terrible night, the Cats simply have no desire to win. Randy goes on to say, bring on the fall and the September 2nd season. Let it snow. Have a great Sunday, Rick. Randy in Oakville. Hold off on the snow already. 
It's only August. Let us enjoy the summer, for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, Dean, with the uh, question of the day, and I'm sure many Ticats fans are asking this, kept the wrong QB? I don't know. We can't see the other guy. He's hurt. Jeremiah Masoli can't come back soon enough for the Ottawa Roadblocks. One more tweet. All right, Dane comes through again in the fourth for the other team. I'm coming from Windsor next week for the rematch. What the hell was I thinking? Well, Mark P., uh, let's hope you enjoy the game next week. Dave in Grimsby is called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Dave, how are you? Well, Rick, it could have been a better night. Yes, it could have. You know, I, I just want to start out by saying I'm absolutely gutted for Braylon Addison. I mean... You know, that was a non-contact injury. Looked like an Achilles. You know, he might not even be just done for the season. Like, he might be done for 10 to 12, you know. It's not great. Yeah, let's not forget he was coming off a leg injury last year and wasn't 100%. So, yeah, let's hope it's not too serious, but it, it looked pretty bad. Yep, getting carted off is not good. Anyhow, I mean, you know, last year I was, at the end of the season, all up on the Dane train. But, you know, I think in the first half tonight, the Ticats offense probably did what they wanted to do the entire first half. But with the exception of the Jackson touchdown, when they got into the red zone, it was settling for field goals. And it was like the reverse of what happened in the East Final last year. Like, in the first half, Toronto got a lot of field goals, and they should have got touchdowns. And if they would have got touchdowns, the game would have been over. And it was the same thing tonight. Even the first drive of the third quarter, their offense moved pretty damn good. And then they settled for a field goal, and then the game was over. Because three key plays happened. The deep ball to Phillips, the touchdown to Phillips where Bennett had Bethel Thompson wrapped up and should have got a sack, and, and I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. And then the third play was block punt. Three plays decided this game. And now when it comes to Bennett, you look at the Ottawa Red Blacks with Acklin and Maldine, and you wonder how the Ticats let these players go. And I'm not even talking about Ja'Garrett Davis and, and Brandon Banks. Like, if you take into account those two players, they should have been able to afford to keep Maldine and Ackle. I don't understand why these two good players are not on the team this year. They signed Laurent. How much money are they giving Laurent? How much money are they giving Durant? They could have kept Maldine and Ackle with that money. I'm telling you, Rick, I don't understand it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, we've seen a lot of players go elsewhere and be successful. Or, or be stars of the me, league. You can't tell me if they offered Maldine and Ackland a comparable salary to Ottawa, they wouldn't have stayed. Like, you can't tell me they didn't know they were going to Ottawa to lose this year. Why would the Ticats not keep these players? It's ridiculous. And then they got Bennett out there. And, I, and, you know, I like Bennett. I even called him last year and saying that I was impressed with his game. But he's a second-year player. The only reason he's starting is because he's Canadian. And that's not how you want to run your team. You want the Canadians like a delicate to be true starting Canadian. And if you're starting a guy at end just because he's Canadian, then you're going to run into trouble. And the defensive line played well tonight. But that one huge play by Bennett there, he couldn't get the tackle. Like, you know, it's if you had Maldine there, he's leading the league in sacks right now. Yeah, or if he had Davis there, he'd probably bring 
I'm not even bringing them into the equation. You know, Maldine and Ackland, right there, two players they could have kept. They should have kept. And look at the team right now. They're in trouble. You know, Absolutely. Coaches, Two and six is uh, is nothing to uh, wave the flag about. No, coaches are going to get fired, whether it's Condell, whether it's Steinauer. You know, Kari Jones is there. He can be an offensive coordinator. He can be a head coach. You know, there's two guys right there. I don't think Mark Washington's on the block because I think the defense has been great. Not their problem tonight. The offense had plenty of opportunity in the first half to score touchdowns, but they didn't. They didn't. You're exactly that's right. On Dane. That's on Dane. He made bad plays. All the way up the field, he made great plays. And you get into the red zone, and he goes two deep balls to Dunbar. Neither one of them, he was wide open. Later in the game, on a second and four, he went deep to Dunbar when he was double covered. Dane has more reads than just Dunbar. He has more reads. He can throw the ball elsewhere. This isn't on Condell. I'm sorry. This game, at least, isn't on Condell. Dane did not make good Dave, who is your player of the game tonight? Jackson. Easy. I thought the running game got going tonight, and if, you know, the passing game kept going in the second half, they would have been able to run run Jackson. But once the passing game started stopping, so did Jackson, because the defense just is all up on you at that point. Yeah, can't disagree with that. Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Cheers, sir. That is Dave in Grimsby exiting. Your chance to chime in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. If you want to write in and uh, talk about tonight's game, vote for your player of the game, you can send me an email, rick at 900chml.com. Use the hashtag fifth quarter if you were tweeting us at am900chml or at Rick Samprin. We're also live on CHML's Facebook page. You can offer your thoughts there as well. We have Scott and Todd holding on the line. Guys, we're going to get to you next year on the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. It's where Ticats fans come together. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Shadows almost engulfing the field. Dane Evans back to pass. Completes it to Don Jansen. It's a touchdown for the Tiger Cats. Don Jenks and a little breakdancing afterwards. 317 left to go in the first quarter, and the Tiger Cats were up 10 to nothing after that Dane Evans to Don Jackson nine-yard scoring strike. Up 10-0 after one, up 14-6 after two, up 17-6 after three. And another putrid fourth quarter for this Ticats team. They end up losing 34-20 to against the Argonauts. Hamilton now 2-6 and on the season. Toronto improves to 4-3. and They have three more games against each other over the next four weeks. Welcome back to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. We're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Have some messages that we'll read for you. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML, use the hashtag fifth quarter. You can send me an email on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game, rick at 900CHML.com. You can also call in 905-645-3221. Glenn on CHML's Facebook page simply writes, horrible coaching. Steve on Facebook, at three or four crucial points in this game, the Cats were second down and three or four to go, but through 30 or 40-yard passes, which, of course, were incomplete. Does no one on this team understand that the longer a pass is, 
the less chance it will be complete. Player of the game, Braylon Addison. What happened to Braylon's ankle pretty much sums up what happened to this team in 2022. Thanks, Steve, from Burlington. Vote for Braylon Addison, who was injured in this football game. Looked like an Achilles or an ankle. Either way, did not look good as he was carted off the field and was shown later on on crutches. By the way, attendance tonight at BMO Field, 11,620. Three. Argos forced three Hamilton turnovers. They scored 14 points off those turnovers. All right, back to the phones we go. Scott from Enfield, Nova Scotia is calling into the field. Scott, how are you? Uh, not too great, Rick. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, no, I, I want to start off with a positive note, which is that the, there was a bit of a running game tonight, which was good to see. And I absolutely agree that Don Jackson is the player of the game, hands down. Uh, But once again, we have a case of the Ticats snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. And it is just, as as a few of the other callers have, have said, it's so perplexing when they need five yards, they go for 40. When they need 15 yards, they go for five. And so I agree with people that are calling for the head of Tommy Condell. But there's another problem here, which is the, the collapse of the team in, in the third and fourth quarters, which has happened repeatedly. And I think we start, need to start talking about is Steinauer, you know, I, I think he lacks a killer instinct. And I think, the team lacks a killer instinct, that there's, there's something where um, there's a lack of leadership to keep the foot on the gas, to, to, to keep pushing. You know, they've, they've, they've blown so many leads, and it's just, it, it, it makes no sense. It absolutely makes no sense that a team that, that has a pretty good personnel um, and finds itself in good positions after the first quarter at, at the half, even at the end of the third quarter, continually blows leads like this. I almost think that it's a psychological thing now because, you know, they have the players that are putting up the points in the first half. I think it's gotten to a point where half number two comes and they've been, you know, outpointed three to one basically in the second half. That it's almost an expectation that, yeah, we're, you know, this is going to happen again and, and we have no idea how to stop it. And that is a troubling sign. It's very troubling. I mean, at least last game, they almost blew it, but they didn't. They, they held on. But, but we all watching the game, we all felt like, oh, here we go again. And somehow they were able to reel it in. But I, I really do think, and, and, you know, caretaker Bob, I'm sure, um, doesn't want to make big dramatic changes. But I really do think that at the head coaching position, and at the offensive coordinator position that, you know, they've got to start looking at making some changes because even you, you just announced the, the attendance there in, in Toronto. Well, um, as we all know, Hamilton fans travel quite well, especially to BMO Field. That sounds like a pretty low figure to me uh, when you, you consider it's a Hamilton game in Toronto. And I think the fans, uh, I live in Nova Scotia now, but my, my parents are back in Hamilton. They're season ticket holders. 
I think people are getting fed up, and and the attendance in Toronto, uh, strangely, might be a reflection of the uh, dissatisfaction of Hamilton fans with the team. You're you're not off base there at all because. I was expecting 16, 17, maybe 18,000, the bulk, of course, being Hamilton fans. But you look at the attendance figures at Tim Hortons Field, and they're not 23 and change. They're not, you know, standing room only. You, can, you can't get a seat. There are some wide swaths of empty seats at Tim Hortons Field as well. And that's a reflection of this team being 2-6 and six and not getting the job done. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking my call, Rick. I really appreciate it. You got it, Scott. Thanks for calling in. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. You too. That is Scott in Enfield, Nova Scotia, calling long distance, and we really appreciate it. RH on Twitter writes, how long are we going to accept five-yard routes on second and ten? Get rid of Condell and end this madness already. Brian says this team going completely missing in the second half again. Albert, I think Coach O has lost the room He's going along the bench trying to motivate players, and not one looked up at him. And Scott writes, we are the worst fourth-quarter team in the CFL. Third is about the same. It falls on the coaching. 905-645-3221, star 9900. On your mobile device to vote for your player of the game, give me your thoughts on tonight's game, a 34-20 victory for the Argonauts. These two teams will do it again next Friday at the Donut Box. 6.30 pregame here on CHML. Kickoff is at 7.30. Tom writes, OMG, triple exclamation point, and in brackets again, zero second half game plan. I'm thoroughly disgusted. Hang on to your chair for the fifth quarter. Well, the chair's firmly implanted in the turf here, or at least the ground here in the studio. It does have wheels, so <laughs> who knows what could happen. Todd in Hamilton is called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Todd. How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm okay. What's going on? Uh, you know, just another another night of losing in the second half, I guess. Um, I'm gonna. I've I've called in before, and I keep saying the same thing, and I'm gonna keep saying it until hopefully somebody actually listens and does it. But I think we need to get rid of Tommy Condell. Um, his offense is very boring. I thought, I mean, other than the running game, that seems to be we're getting something's happening there. But other than that, it's very predictable. Um, I think we need to get rid of him like immediately. Didn't you? Heart. Hey, Todd. Did you, yeah, let me just interject. Didn't you think the first quarter was kind of, hey, we haven't seen that yet, or hey, that's a new wrinkle, or you know, it looked a little more creative in the first quarter. Absolutely, and uh, actually, I was. Uh, a buddy of mine was texting me at halftime. We we're actually talking about that. It's like we act like this offense actually kind of looks okay, but then it's it's like after halftime we come out and it's like we just go to sleep. It's like we go back to the old way of doing things. It's I I can't figure that out. Um, I I just don't get it. Something's not right with this team. I I can remember watching the Ticats and they used to be a fun team to watch, and now it's just. The, I just find the fun gone from from the team. Like just the players, like you watch them on the field, especially our defense. Our defense used to be explosive, and now it's just it's just boring. Like there's no really big plays. Like if you can count five big plays out of a game, like you'd be lucky. Where previously, like in previous years, like our defense was the greatest thing we we had. You know, Simone Lawrence out there making plays out there yapping. 
it's I don't know just there's something missing I don't know what it is I don't know if there's something in the locker room that's not right players not getting along I don't know Steinauer lost the locker room I'm not too sure but I'm telling you right now I think Condell needs to go let's bring in Kahari Jones and see what we get from there and then if nothing changes and I'm sorry but I think we need to look at a coaching change and I think myself personally I think Mark Tressman would be great for this team and especially for Dane Evans I think Dane Evans needs to be coached up and he needs the proper people to do it. And I don't think the people we have right now, other than Kahari Jones, I don't think, I don't think the guys we have right now are doing them any good. Yeah, I think there's, if there's going to be a move to be made, like a drastic coaching move, I think it's going to be Jones in for Condell. I think that's the easiest thing to do. Kahari's been here for a couple of weeks now. He's, you know, he knows the offense now. I think that's the easiest move to make. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I, I, I think Steinauer like. Everything I've heard about him, like he's a great guy. It's just I just I don't know. I'm really starting to lose some faith in him. Like some of the decisions that I see going on, like you look at tonight, like we take the ball out of the end zone and get stopped on the four four yard line, and then we punt the ball and we give up two points. Like what was that? Like what happened there? Like who's like somebody has to be talking to these players before they're going out in the field. Like you can't run the ball out of the end zone and get stopped on the four four yard line. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that was, that was a boneheaded play. You know, Lawrence Woods has to let that ball bounce into the end zone. You give up one. Um, you know, you, you got the ball on your own 40. Instead, they give up two. They give up a touchdown. It's a nine-point swing. The ball game's over. Absolutely. It's, it was probably the turning point of the game tonight. And it's, it's stuff like that. It's, you know, like you look back at the Great Cup. That's it's a bonehead move like that that costs us the game. Like, I don't know. It's... You got to start to wonder, like, can you keep blaming the players, or you got to start looking at maybe? Unfortunately, I think maybe this isn't for Steinauer. Maybe this isn't his team. Maybe we need to bring somebody in. Like I said, I'm going to throw it out there again. Mark Tressman, I think he'd be great for this team and for Dane Evans. Dane Evans needs some coaching. I think he's got it. I just think he needs to be coached up, and we just can't keep throwing away quarterbacks. Like, unfortunately, Jeremiah Mazzoli, we're not going to know what what becomes of him until hopefully next year. But I was kind of hoping to see what he'd do this year because I was a little skeptical of letting him go again because obviously of the past quarterbacks we've let go. But I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to see, I guess. But I think a change needs to come soon. Who is your uh, player of the game tonight? Uh, it's got to be Jackson for sure. Yeah, he was outstanding tonight. Todd, Absolutely. appreciate the call. Enjoy your weekend. Okay, you too. Thank you. That is Todd in Hamilton leaving space for you to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. If you're on the GO train or are driving back from BMO Field back to Hamilton, give us a ring, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML, use the hashtag fifth quarter. We're also on CHML's Facebook page and on uh, Twitter. Did I do Twitter? already? Yes, I did. Uh, Rick at 900CHML.com. The email, that's what I didn't do. Send me an email, Rick at 900CHML.com if you want to discuss tonight's Tiger Cats lost 34-20, the final score at the hands of those hated Toronto Argonauts. Another break. When we come back, we're going to have our big play of the game brought to you by EHR. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900CHML. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford. On-
on 900 CHML. Second straight, two and out for the Tiger Cats. Fourth of the game, it's blocked. The Argonauts have blocked it, and they are close to picking up this football. They do, and it is a touchdown. Picked up by Benoit Marion, the second-year player out of Montreal. And after a block punt, it turns into a touchdown for the Argonauts, and now they do lead for the first time in this game early in the fourth quarter. Welcome back to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. RJ Broadhead, the call there on CHML and the Ticats Audio Network. That is the 4K-worthy, EHR 4K-worthy big play of the game here on the fifth quarter as Trevor Hoyt blocks the punt Benoit Marion scoops it up, rumbles 24 yards, 24-17 Argos. They do not look back and end up winning 34-20 over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Cats now 2-6, Argos 4-3. They have a four-point lead on Hamilton with three more games in this four-game and five-game series against the Black and Gold. Who is going to come out on top? Well, we don't know yet. Three more games to go, and it all culminates in the Labor Day Classic on September the 5th. Email from Alan. It's Alan from St. Catharines. I'm actually sitting at Pinery Provincial Park in Grand Bend, racking up my data to watch the game. All I can say is, where is the energy on our offense? Toronto's defense had the fire, but not Hamilton's offense. Anyways, I feel bad for Braylon Addison. He was in tears. I hope it's not a season-ending injury, but it doesn't look good. Also, why did Lawrence Woods run out of the end zone? Give Toronto the single point rather than be deep in our end zone. Nice to see Mike Jones back. He's looking good. Had some crucial yardage in the game. It's going to be a big factor now with Braylon Addison gone. Sean Thomas Erlington was down twice. Hope he's okay. It's a very short week. The Ticat staff were holding Erlington's head a few times, which got me worried. Our defense played well. That front four always putting the pressure and gave our offense plenty of chances to win this game. Some hits that were questionable, but you can expect that in a rivalry like this. Alan goes on to right. Now we need to regroup and figure this out on our offense. Toronto has four wins. The Ticats have two. Still plenty of time to figure Toronto out. Like I said, we need a firecracker lit under this offense. Player of the game, Stephen Dunbar. I thought Don Jackson played very well and was bulldozing his way up the middle, sometimes having three guys on him. So both of them for player of the game. Alan, appreciate the email. Thanks for chiming in once again on the fifth quarter. Let's get to one more email. This one from Dr. Christopher, who writes, Well, that was disappointing. Couldn't finish in the red zone, couldn't complete chunk plays, and couldn't maintain the momentum after halftime. And the injury bug bit hard tonight, too. Kudos to the D-line for a great first half. But my player of the game... Vote goes to Don Jackson for his 114 total yards, touchdown, and end zone breakdance. With moves like that, no wonder it says Jackson 5 on the back of his jersey. Chris in South Carolina. That's a good point. Didn't think of that. Jackson 5 certainly had moves tonight. Brad on CHML's Facebook page says, We love the Evans-Schiltz combo against Ottawa. Why not tonight? Is Condell using the 2003 playbook? If we have any chance going forward, Condell has to go. Every other team knows our playbook, too. Player of the game, Don Jackson, was awesome to see some sort of running game for a change. And Ari on CHML's Facebook page says, Brutal coaching decisions are destroying this team. 
Throwing long on second and short, as already cited, contradictory third down decisions, kicking a field goal instead of going for it with less than seven minutes to play, then going for it in your own end when total points matter in the season series. What are we doing? Another example, last coaching challenge was a gamble as he knew that would forfeit his timeout. Player of the game, Cam Phillips. Another brutal coaching decision as someone that Hamilton should not have cut last year. Tim White is invisible. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. And we're going to Chris in Hamilton here. All right, Chris in Hamilton. You're on the fifth quarter. How are you? Hey, how are you, Rick? I'm okay. How about you? Not bad. So I'm going to try and organize my thoughts here. I was at the game tonight at BMO. Um typical for this team this year uh on defense i thought the defense played pretty well front four especially in the first half was getting pressure bunch of sacks linebackers were making plays um i thought the secondary was good as well jamal roll had some issues in coverage a couple times that's a couple games now where he hasn't been very good um on offense it's just a mess actually i'll start with specials before i go to offense on uh specials i mean giving up a block punt at the worst time, that hurt. Um, losing so many guys to injuries really hurt. Um, and then the offense, just, you know, quest, like everyone said, Condell's decisions with, you know, second and three, throw it for 40, second and 15, throw it for three. Uh, it just really makes no sense. Um, you know, Dane didn't have a great game either. So it was just an ugly game. And then with Braylon going down, with, like everyone said, an Achilles injury, uh, nine, twelve months, most likely something like that for an injury like that, and you just you don't have another Addison. There's just you don't have players like that on your bench. So it was just not a good night for us. What do you think the answer is going forward? What would you do? I think to, like, we've we've seen a lot of Tommy Condell. I mean, it, it's run its course. I think he's predictable questionable decisions running in shotgun on second and short it just it, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense i think like someone else said he's, he's hard-headed uh you know it just it just doesn't work anymore so i would say that's probably the biggest thing uh would be kahari jones in for tommy condell but also you know the decision in the fourth quarter where they were on i'm not sure exactly where they are they're in the red zone and they took the three points it, it, by basically by doing that, you're saying, okay, I think I can get better field position to score on our next drive. And they should have just taken and, and gone for the seven there and hope for the defense is going to get a stop because you have to get a stop on defense no matter what. I'd, I'd hope it'd be in you know the red zone rather than at the 40 where they started after we kicked the field goal. It just that the, the stuff like that doesn't make any sense, and I think that's a weakness of. Uh, Coach O. I don't blame Coach O for a lot of the problems that we have, but I think that's a weakness there is, you know, decision-making on challenges and, you know, you know, like uh, gamesmanship almost, or sorry, game theory for, for Coach O I don't think is very good. Who is your player of the game tonight? Uh, I would say Don Jackson. Uh, made a bunch of tough catches, uh, got the running game going finally. Again, it was abandoned. But definitely Don Jackson, I think, was probably the best player for us uh, on offense tonight by far. I agree. Chris, great call. Thanks for calling in, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks. Have a good night, Rick. 
That is Chris in Hamilton, and uh, that leaves room for you to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on yourself. If you're like Chris and driving home or commuting home from the game on uh, the GO train or however you are getting home, give us a call, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your mobile device. You can head over to CHML's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live there as well on Twitter at AM900CHML. At Rick Samprin, use the hashtag fifth quarter. You can send me an email, rick at 900CHML.com. David on Twitter says, three quarters Dane. Jen simply writes, sigh. There was a lot of sighing going on tonight, and even, well, even more than that. Uh, Abe says, this team's inability to play 60 minutes is now Steinhauer's rep as a coach. Jim says this team just finds the same way to lose each game. We get a lead, and we fall apart in the second half. We just don't know how to win or finish a drive. Field goals instead of TDs cost us 16 points. Hart goes out to Braylon Addison, get well soon. Uh, Jackson for the player of the game. Jeff on Twitter, at Rick Samprin writes, Time to blow this thing up. New staff needed as well. It's a poorly constructed team. Regroup for next year. The crowds at Tim Hortons Field are getting smaller, and that trend will continue. Player of the game, the poor fans that took the time and paid the money to watch this crap live. Jeffrey on Twitter says, We can't keep settling for field goals. Dane looked off in the second half. Uh, Yeah, he did look off basically after... I would say after the first quarter. I mean, it wasn't as sharp in the second quarter as it was in quarter number one. First quarter, they were creative. You know, they got Schiltz in on the fun. They were moving the ball, getting first downs. Don Jackson was running well. The first quarter, if we can just put that on repeat somehow, then this team, I think, would be a much better position. Maybe even in first place. They'd be much more consistent, I think. There's a few new wrinkles. And, and here's, here's the sticky part is that not only is Hamilton four points back at Toronto, and I would think has to win the next three against the Argos, which is going to be really, really tough. But in terms of the game plan, in which we clearly see this team struggling, especially in the second half, what are they going to put together that is going to put Hamilton over the top in these next three games against Toronto? Never mind the Montreal game for a minute. But you're facing a team four times in five weeks. There's no way you can go back to the well over and over and over again in each and every game and do the same thing over and over again. And if, if that's the game plan, go in into the next three against Toronto, then forget it. Like, what are we doing here? This team needs a shakeup. This team needs a wake-up call. If this 2-6 and six record is in the wake-up call already. My prediction is they play at home this Friday... And if they lose the change, and we know what change that is going to be, the change is going to be made. It's got to be. Something has to be different. Something has to be done. Another shoe has to drop. Because the first one already has. 
905-645-3221, store 9900 on your cell phone. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. We're on CHML's Facebook page. You can also tweet us at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. One more segment to go here on the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford. You are listening to 900CHML. We're talking Ticat football. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900CHML. Dane Evans, back to pass, has to roll to his right, has Don Jackson to his right, but throws over the middle. He was looking for Jake Bird. It's picked off by Chris Edwards, the 20, the 15, the 10. It is a touchdown. Chris Edwards, the pick six for Toronto with a minute 48 to go. Game set and match. Argos 34, Tiger Cats 20, Toronto now 4-3, and three, Hamilton 2-6. and six. Not good if you're a Tiger Cats fan. First half was good. Second half, as we have come to learn here in 2022, not so much. 905-645-3221, star 9900 if you want to call in of the fifth quarter and give me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game, brought to you by Culligan Water. We'll announce the player of the game in uh, well, less than 15 minutes. We'll also have our fifth quarter fan of the night. You can email rick at 900chml.com like Stephen in Penticton, B.C. has done, and he usually does. Greetings, Rick. It is time for big changes in Steeltown. I've been a fan of the Ticats for over 50 years, and trust me, this crap is really getting hard to watch. Condell must go before the next game. Anything less than that, and Coach O would be on the chopping block as well. The season is going nowhere with Condell calling the plays, period. All we're, seeing, all we're seeing is high school football and nothing more. Player of the game, the Hamilton fans that travel to Toronto spending their hard-earned money to watch that garbage. End of rant. Stephen in Penticton, B.C. Amy writes, sorry to hear the Ticats lost, not go Argos. Thank you for the email, Amy. This email is from Chris. Hey, Rick, I have now watched our punt returner fumble several times. Yes, he recovers sometimes, but the ball seems to leave his arms on a regular basis. Couple that with his being gassed and run down by guys that are 50 pounds heavier than him. He's just not taking this game as seriously as we've seen others. Dane Evans shouldn't have been kept. I watched last year, and I understand that Jeremiah Masoli and him split touches, but we never lost because of Masoli. I've seen Ticats lose because of Evans four times now this year only. Take the ball out of Evans' hands, run the ball. First downs are 10 yards, not 30. Last year was the year of the bomb. Ticats have thrown long for two years now and lost in Grey Cups because they can't adjust once the other team takes the long passes away. Where are the quick slants, curls? Heck, I'd love to see receivers actually cross the first down marker when catching the ball instead of getting behind this line and tackled. Coach needs to change philosophy. Thanks, Christopher. One more email before we get to Dave in Stony Creek. Robert on email says, How many times do we fail on third down by going long when you need short and too short when you need five plus? You knew what was coming when 14 points on 200-plus yards in the first half. Surgery needed on the sidelines and in the booth. Player of the game, don't think there was any for the whole game. And email again from Robert. Back to the phones, and Dave in Stony Creek has called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Dave. 
Uh, hey, Rick. Yeah, you uh, said it all right there. A lot of problems here, right? Eh? Uh, bad luck night tonight with the injuries. Big loss with, um, obviously, our great receiver. Um, hopefully, not as bad as it looks. But um, there's a huge problems. I mean, what the heck is this Don Miguel guy still around? Well, they got rid of John Ryan. <sighs> well... I don't know why, but I'm sure they had a reason. But is there no other punter they can find? And I bet you can get a guy at a university who'll do as good as him and cheaper, maybe. You're probably right. You know, there's yeah, there's a huge, there's a lot of problems on the team. You know, I well, let's go with uh, I, I think the coaching is a huge problem with this team, as any as some other people have alluded to. I think it begins and ends there. I think. Uh, I don't know, you're not going to repeat what everybody says, but, you know, these, this play calling on uh, offense is just brutal, and it seems like when the defense needs to make adjustments, they can't do it. Um, you know, the game was, you know, they let this game get away. It was theirs, and they let Argos hang around. But the biggest problem is early on they couldn't get the ball in the end zone because of stupid play calling, and they had to settle for field goals. I had a couple of those uh, plays resulted in touchdowns instead of having to kick field goals, right? Some bad luck. Um a couple of drop balls that could have been pick sixes tonight for the Cats too. I mean, it just wasn't their night. Now that's uh, that's a, that's a, that's um, being kind because uh, even if they would have won tonight, I would have still said there's problems with this team. And and I do I do agree that I would say Condell probably be gone by the end of the week. Uh, that's my feeling. Um, he's a start, but I think uh, really need to take a hard look at things. Really need to take a hard hard look at things and. Uh, they're going to have to make some tough decisions. I can't argue with anything you're saying, Dave. Who is your player of the game tonight? I watched the game, and uh, with your other email that I just uh, emailed in, I, I, I really can't think of anybody, Rick. Um, the fans of the Hamilton Ticats who stick by this team and uh, expect better, and with the uh, talent that this is why, quickly, why they should be winning. They got a better talent than their team. And they got better, their record should be better for the talent they have. That's why also, you know, we can look at the coaching and you know, everybody knows what's going on. So hopefully, you know, some people put their big boy pants on and make some tough decisions. I have to look top to bottom at everybody. I think you're right. Thanks for the call, Dave. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye. That is Dave Ian Stoney Creek. Yeah, tough decisions have to be made. They they got to be. And if a, if a change is coming at offensive coordinator, it's coming tomorrow. Right? They're, they're playing on Friday. They're practicing on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Maybe even perhaps Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then the walkthrough Thursday, they play Friday. It, it's coming tomorrow. It, or it's coming tonight. Right? It's coming soon. If that is the decision. My gut tells me they're doing it one more week. Trying it one more time. That's just a gut feeling I have. Dave on Twitter says, Hey, Rick, it appears the Cats need a new play caller. Could be the last game for Condell. Not sure Kahari Jones is necessarily any better, but if he's into more misdirection, he's got the right idea, and he might be the right guy. Mark writes, my Ticats haiku. Oh, here we go. Haiku time. Ticats cannot score, not in the fourth anymore. June Jones, never more. (laughs) I kind of like it. Thanks, Mark. Uh, David writes, bring back June Jones. Here we go. The June Jones call is coming up. 
Dave says the second half should have been updated strategy. There should always be second half adjustments based on what your scouting team sees during the first half. Both sides of the ball should be ready for a new plan from the opposition. We did that at the high school level. This is pro. Mike writes, I don't think you'll find a Condell defender. It's pretty clear at this point, just specifics to debate. FM fan says, fifth quarter with Addison out um, with looks like ankle injury. The receiving core needs to step up if we want to win some games. Fear is he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, You're probably right. It did not look good. If it's an Achilles or an ankle, that's a long-term injury, especially if you're being carted off the field. Tom on email, another solid performance by the defense and another lead at the end of three quarters and yet another loss. Evans was sharp in the first quarter, flat afterwards. Tough to watch the Cats in the fourth quarter. Cheers, Tom from Guelph. Uh, we got another email, this one from Joseph. Hi, Rick. I am real tired of the same old excuses from the players and the coach. This was game eight of the season, the sixth loss. If they haven't figured it out, if they haven't figured out a way to fix the fourth quarter woes, then it is time for changes. No more excuses. They are ringing hollow, and we have heard them all before. Joe, with that email. We have another email from Angelo, who writes, Hi, Rick. We saw a tale of two halves again. The D-line effectiveness is in pressuring Bethel Thompson. Made the secondary look great in the first half. In the second half, no pressure on Thompson. He had all day to find his receivers, and he did, let alone the gaps between the DBs are 10 yards. The Argos took what we gave them, and it was easy all second half. The Argos played a physical game. They blocked a punt, grabbed the momentum from there on, did not relinquish it. Condell thinks he's still in college in terms of his play calling. We saw Dane clearly frustrated at the end, possibly by the plays being called. I would like to see Dane call the plays on his own and have the offense go tempo always. Too many low percentage plays called where yak yards are needed and not gained. It seems like the guys are not having fun out there. Halftime adjustments non-existent again. Offensive line was excellent in the first half, garbage in the second. Dane needs time back there to be effective, which is obvious for any QB. In closing, the Tiger Cats are very predictable and we as fans see no changes on a weekly basis. We're totally dependent on D-line pressures to make the secondary look good and maybe get some picks. God help our Tiger Cats play the game Jackson. That email from Big Ange. Here's another one from Richard just before we go. What a horrible decision to gamble on third and ten deep in your own end zone when you still have two minutes left in the game. An eternity in the CFL would have likely gotten the ball back. Love the fifth quarter. That email from Richard. And I believe that is all. We got one more email. This one from Lucas. Hey, Rick, I don't like to constantly complain Condell, but seriously, I think Condell is making Dane look bad. I think before we even think about firing Orlando, Condell needs to be long gone. Have a good night, Rick. P.S. Player of the game has to be the fans that went to Toronto. Go Cats, go. Well, let's get to our player of the game, voted by you, the fans, brought to you by Culligan Water. It is Don Jackson. He was a house out there. And our fifth quarter fan of the night, because I liked his haiku, is Mark. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for all to uh, for listening to the fifth quarter, watching on Facebook. We are back next Friday, August the 12th, as the Tiger Cats host the Argos. For producer Tom McKay, my name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the weekend from all of us here on 900 CHML. 
where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.